My name is Erin Bross, and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Hey folks, so here we are back with part two of this conversation about the astrology of tree planters. So of course in this episode, we're going to be covering um, the top seven signs Um, because I didn't quite split it at six and six, um, like I mentioned previous, um, just because we, yeah, of course, talk about Shanice's planting career. Um, But the latter half of this episode is really focused on, yeah, these top seven signs and, you know, why they are where they are. Um, And then, of course, I finish up um, with one of my main questions for for closing the interview um, still in relation to planting. So, you know, just a little bit more background for anyone who does know a bit of astrology. So, um, you know, my background mostly comes from modern Western astrology. However, I do bring in some of the more um, ancient uh, Hellenistic practices of astrology, which mainly come from like ancient Egypt and the Middle Eastern areas. Um, And so a lot of these myths and stories about these zodiacal archetypes uh, tend to come from like these Greek and Roman myths. Um, but if you go a bit further back for the Egyptian related astrology, it'll often come from like Renaissance or Babylonian times as well. So just a little bit of backstory for anyone who knows a little bit a bit a little bit more about astrology and just want to know a bit of like my background. Um, but you know, I also am a scientist and you know, as well as being a tree planter, I'm also a geologist. And during my time in university, I actually also studied astronomy. So it's really important for me that in my astrology practice, I bring the astronomy component to it. Um, Because for anyone who is wondering, you know, astrology and astronomy are really like interchangeable and they're really meant to be one. Um, It was only, you know, a couple hundred years ago that they sort of got separated and and astrology sort of became devalued or delegitimized as an actual science, even though that is actually what it is. Um, So I like to sometimes bring in the more practical approach of these like actual planetary movements in our solar system and how and why they are influencing us the way that they are. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a bit of background about where I come from with astrology. And of course, I have officially started my own astrology business. And so this is something that especially in these last few winters in my off season from planting and also other, you know, rock related work, geology, um, I have really been starting to like build this business and it's something I'm really passionate about, something I really enjoy and something I want to continue to keep doing. So it's been really cool for me to be able to merge um, this podcast and 
the ways I'm giving back to the planting community with my love for astrology. So once again, in these show notes, I'll have the link to um, my work and places that you can find me. Um, I only have like one sort of typical social media presence. Of course, that is on Instagram. Um, So I have that Instagram podcast account, but I also have one for my astrology. So I encourage you guys to, you know, give me a follow, check out my posts, give them a like. Um, If you're interested in diving deeper, of course, into your own personal astrology chart and learning more about, you know, things like your rising sign, your moon sign, your Venus placement, your Mars placement, you know, things like that. Um, And, you know, it just being such an incredible tool to help develop and work on your yourself and also just every things to do in your everyday life and and into the future. Um, so if you are interested in doing more of that, I mean, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram or an email, um, but you can also get through to me on my website and schedule a reading with me. So um, yeah, so I just wanted to like put that out there. And of course, as I've mentioned before, Shanice also has some offerings, um, which also include things like tarot. So I've got the link to her website and her Instagram and Facebook pages up in the show notes as well. So you can also check out her work if you're really resonating with the things that she is saying. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'd love to hear from other astrologer tree planters um you know if you're out there so i think there's like so many conversations that could be had about tree planting and astrology um in so many different facets so anyways i'll just uh segue into part two now and i hope you guys all enjoy it and so yeah with that being said with this um like mutable energy piece and also this um yeah, some of these like Pisces archetypes, archetypes I've talked about, you know, on the other end of that spectrum, because every sign has like their opposite coming in at number seven, we have Virgo, um, which of course is the like opposite end of Pisces. So they share, they share a lot of traits because they exist on the, on the same spectrum. They're just at either end. So of course, Virgo interesting a- putting them back to back. And- yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so much about like talking about Virgo now, like that is the one sign that I always miss. Like if I'm like guessing people's um, signs and archetypes yeah. and stuff this is the one I always get wrong. Oh, and no because way. Virgos are always more sensitive than I expect them to be. And uh-huh. that is, I feel like that, that polarity with Pisces because Pisces is more known as that. But I think Virgo has so much of that as well. Like there's so much emotionality in Virgo for an earth sign which is really surprising to me because I just figured it would be less emotional and more grounded because it's an earth sign though Um, of the three earth signs I would argue that they are more emotional the most emotional earth sign yeah totally totally Virgo is um and so Virgo I'm you know I would say I almost would have expected it maybe to be a little higher um but that's just because I see Virgo as also like being, you know, when we're talking about the Capricorn piece, some of those energies, I feel like Virgo exhibits really well with that, that structure and that orderly nature to them of, you know, and the organization being, amidst the chaos. Yeah. Like things being really methodical, um, you know, Virgo's being really good at, at doing that. Um, but, you know, to, the other piece of that, I also see Virgos, and this could be a struggle for 
for Virgo planters is like, cause it's all about this like discernment piece of the self and Virgo is that bridge right between Leo and Libra where Leo is like all about showcasing the self and then Libra is like integrating that self. So Virgo is like that crisis in between where it's like, you're starting, like there was a podcast I listened to that put it in this like great metaphor where it was like Leo's when you like go out on stage and you like, I don't know, do a performance. And then when you go backstage and start to be like, oh man, was that good? Did I do everything right? I like that, this up. I that's, that up. that's Virgo. Cause it's before you go out to see everyone after the show um, and like converse and be with other people, which is like Libra. So, so Virgo is, yeah, like always, always trying to discern like if what they're doing is like in alignment, I feel like. So like Virgos through and through are like super hard on themselves. Um, and I would say like, I feel that too, even just like in my Pisces energy with that, like kind of merging of the two, but, but that could be something for Virgos that like maybe as a planter, yeah, would, would be like really, really challenging of like, really wanting to like plant those perfect trees but also plant a lot of trees and like you know because you like- had said the discernment piece and that mm-hmm. discernment piece so 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 comes into play I mean you can't look back at the ones that you've already planted but oh my god yeah. you have to and oh my god now they're out of line and yeah like yeah. I feel like Virgo is that like you know for lack of a better word that like low baller that's like super high quality planter and their foreman is like dude your trees are amazing you just need to plant faster like look all right so as a mercury venus virgo i'm here to say (laughs) i'm here to say that yeah i'd love to be able to plant those trees faster but aren't they pretty (laughs) (laughs) yeah. yeah it's so that i love that an analogy between oh my god my whole chart just loves that analogy I grew up as a performer for 20 years and of course big Leo energy but that uh bridge gap that Virgo getting off stage and going hey okay so this is where I could have been better and this is where I could have done this and definitely definitely the over analytical yeah. earth sign the air sign of the earth signs totally that totally. they're totally yeah is looking for that peace because it's like yeah oh the discernment has to come with it but oh that's funny that you had said that as I'm just having planting flashbacks to my cancer form and telling me to plant just plant faster just yeah yeah (laughs) well and you know but that's like that person in camp is so important too like you know and some of those I know some of those planters who are just like really solid quality planters that you know are never that fast, you know, not too fast, not too slow, kind of just in the middle, but like nails the quality. And like, you know, those people like are great planters too. Um, and they're definitely like integral, right? You need those kind of planters that you can like rely on no matter what, even if they're not always going to give you like production, they're always going to have that quality, especially if you're like worried about a block or a contract or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. and Virgo is also the healer. So, you know, they also play an important role, I think. And, you know, potentially this could be some of what would draws them to planting too, is like this healing concept, whether it's like healing the forest or, or just like being around other people and providing that sort of like mothering role because a little bit of structure. Yeah. 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 Cause I find that Virgo and cancer, like they're both like mothering roles, but Virgo is Mm -hmm. more like the 
the actionable pieces of that, whereas cancer is like more of that nurturance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had planted this season in Canada and my shirt on the front said I shaved my balls for this and I didn't but on the back of it was consistent mid-balling is my calling because I at some point in my piece work had convinced myself that yeah sure it is nice to highball and get that like big shiny Leo award of like yeah I PB'd today plant camp or yeah I PB'd today but at the end of the day if you're going to peak for one day out of your three days of your shift mm-hmm. and then crash and have to do, you know, some recon self-care for the rest of your shift yeah. versus consistently mid-balling, you yeah. will make more money consistently mid-balling yeah. and being a little more meticulous with your trees and your quality than being a fire sign and having to go back and replant an entire block. Yeah, exactly. That balance, right? And that like yeah. groundedness of like not not freaking out, not going to one extreme or the other, but kind of staying just like on the even keel of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is like what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's move into the top six. Um, we technically, like I put them in like an order here, but I guess we'll have to talk about them kind of together. Cause there's actually a tie um, for like the sixth, fifth, I guess it would be the fifth place, like whatever. So we have a mm-hmm. tie um, for Aries and Cancer, which are both cardinal signs. So just talking about that cardinal energy um, that I haven't mentioned yet. So that's like the last of these, like these um, energies of cardinal fixed immutable. So cardinal is that beginning, right? It's like the start of seasons. Aries is the start of spring. Cancer is the start of summer, you know? So it's like Capricorn is the start of winter. Um in the Northern hemisphere, I should say, but like, yeah, it's this initiating energy. It's like, let's, let's, especially with Aries, right. Cause it's that fire sign. So it's like, let's go, like, let's get shit done. Um, so how do you feel about like, Aries and cancer tying here? Well, Aries being that leadership, it's the first, I mean, it's the first sign of our astrological Zodiac and I think it's really interesting to see this here that Aries and Cancer are tied. Aries are the most emotional. If uh, the most emotional fire sign changed my mind, that's it. They should be a water sign, Um, but they're too explosive for that. (laughs) Also, oh, they're tied. This is blowing my mind. Okay. Um, Yeah, because they're so they're so different. Well, although it's interesting that you say that Aries is so emotional, because I would never have said that myself. But now that you say it, it does kind of make sense. Um, Like, have you ever taken a jerry can and dumped it on a candle? (laughs) It's like, I feel like the chaotic emotions. I don't know. It's a fire sign. I'll speak as Leo and fire sign. Like, yeah, is chaotic emotions but even at that like oh fire signs I feel that drive and that like Mm -hmm. that drive amidst the chaos and being able to turn ourselves into a conduit for whatever it is that we've chosen to do plant trees and keep going is that like this is where the fire signs are really thriving in this here dynamic of the pole Mm-hmm. I, uh, my foreman in Canada was a cancer and thank God that there's the, yeah, I feel like you, cancer would be a great foreman energy actually. Right. Yeah. And 
I liked what you had said about the Virgos being like, yes, both Virgo and Cancer, uh, like slightly matriarch energy nurturing. I feel as though Cancer is certainly more nurturing motherly wise than say Virgo. Virgo's the mom that like has waking you up past your alarm and is like throws your backpack at you and says okay time to go to school whereas like Mm -hmm. at least the cancer mom will like make you breakfast before she kicks you out the door Mm -hmm. on your way to school Mm -hmm. Uh Uh yeah so it does feel like that um yeah with the cancer energy like yeah I could see those being the kinds of people too that would maybe get into those management roles because they would be able to they have that initiatory energy of like kind of getting up and going which is which is necessary, like in planting, but then they also have that ability to yeah, be connecting with their planters and to be able to be delivering information in a way that is going to, you know, hopefully um, be effective because it, it'll also be, you know, cause it's a water sign. So it's, it's always going to be cognizant of, of emotions. And it's going to have that like intuitive nature to it about other people. And I think so. that that might be the one up as far as formatting goes i'll speak Mm. and shout out to keegan because seriously wouldn't be the human i am today without them but Mm -hmm. uh yeah the cancer's ability to go with the flow is definitely what brings them a a bold statement but it's definitely what brings them above the virgo as far as their ability to form in i mean like you could overanalyze all you want but if you cannot make that connection with the humans that you're trying with the squirrels that you're trying to direct in the block then by Mm -hmm. all means Mm -hmm. like by all means what are you doing and it kind of feels like the opposite approach with that would be Aries and you know because Aries it's that it's that first fire sign it's like the youngest fire sign you know Uh if you're going to look at is like Aries Leon Sag and just to know, like, I'm not surprised that the three fire signs are in the top six either. Um, because yeah, you just, just that energy that's required for planting, like just speaks to, to fire. Right. Because yeah. it's just like, let's go and let's get shit done. And that's like such an embodiment of like what planting is and has to be sometimes like there's some days where like you have to close the block, you have to finish the tree. So you just like have to keep going. And, and yeah, Aries is such a, um, you know, it's all about the self, like it is a self-focused sign and energy, mm-hmm. right? Like it rules that first house, which is the self. So yeah, like, and you know, this is a place in planting that you can come and, you know, focus on the self in so many ways, right? Like you're focusing on your physical abilities, your emotional abilities, your, your mental abilities, like your, your communication abilities, even like there's, there's so much that you can work on, on yourself in planting. And there, you know, there's so many planters I I've talked to, um, you know, that have come into planting and have wanted to just like make something of themselves. Right. And just like, see what they can do, see what they're capable of, see where their limits are. So that feels like very Aries energy to me. Mm -hmm. The, um, Oh, you had said with the leadership, piece too i mean yeah aries first house starting off all the things beginning of the zodiac and also in thinking time of year as well it's generally Mm -hmm. just coming out of the slump of winter and you know flowers are just blooming it's time to get our feet in gear because we've been sitting on our asses all winter or at least i have but also cancer being the first water sign in the mix of all of them uh chronologically speaking is 
that this doesn't surprise me now that we're getting into it a bit more that uh, A, they're tied, but cancers also very much have this leadership quality as well, where they're able to connect with their humans mm-hmm. versus, mm-hmm. versus yeah, that Aries being very self-directed and very much working on self is might be uh, one of the key differences between a leadership role that Aries or Cancer might take in this dynamic. Yeah, like I would maybe see, yeah, Cancer more as like a foreman, maybe Aries even more as a supervisor. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, or the camp baller um, for sure too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely supervisor, definitely. I don't, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so coming in at number four, and this is actually was quite close between the fourth and the third spot here. Um, only a one point difference. So coming in Whoa. at number four, we have our um, second of the fire signs, although it's like the archetypally, the oldest fire yeah. sign, as you could call it, um, of Sagittarius. So Right away, um, you know, Sagittarius is that mutable energy that we talked about, that changeable energy. Um, so it's kind of got yeah, that go with, go with the flow. Yeah. And so for me, like I have Sag moon and what, what I see the most here about Sagittarius um, aligning with tree planting is the lifestyle as well, because like Sagittarians love to travel. Like it's, it's about adventuring exploring learning like that philosopher piece that you talk about and asking why yeah and like learning in Mm -hmm. so many different ways like you know physically emotionally spiritually um because Sagittarius is that like is that teacher and you know they have that wisdom um and that so these are things they're always striving for is like that that search for truth essentially so truth of humanity truth of themselves truth of the world you know like all of it um yeah and I mean it's it's a really it's a very extroverted social energy or can be I think um and I think it can really be suited to like I know for me in my 20s um I really felt like my Sag energy on just like being there and kind of being wild and just like you know, the work hard, play hard, um, mentality that yep. you can adopt with planting. Like that feels very like Sagittarius. I'm working. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know. Well, I'm sure I could have deduced that the whole travel piece with the Sagittarius as a fellow fire sign. I love traveling. I'm on move for the most part. Actually, I've just been, I have planted my, uh, feet for the first time in a minute here now that I've found a spot, but I'm almost wondering if this travel piece coming into play with Sagittarius also comes into play with this teacher philosopher role and like the need to ask why and to figure things out and like traveling at that, like bringing you all of these external experiences Mm -hmm, that you can mm -hmm. then go back and reflect on to learn from the human experience. And and bringing, bringing like different perspectives because, you know, we're going to go into a little later here, like Sagittarius is opposite the other end of the spectrum, which is a bit more localized, whereas Sagittarius is definitely like bigger picture. And so Sagittarius has to go out, you know, often to far places to like in this seeking. Um, And so I think the ability to like in tree planting to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life at so many different ages can provide a great place for a Sagittarius to um, 
to seek all those things, to ask all those questions and to hear and to take in all those different perspectives, which I think is something that the Sagittarius archetype really craves. And yeah. I, I would also say that like, yeah, with, with myself having that, that strong Sag energy, like I basically haven't had a home, like my whole adult life. Like I've, I've moved, like I've lived on every single end of the country, like East, West, North, South. Um, you know, I've traveled all over the place. I've, and yeah, I move all the time. Like I ha- I've, ne- I've never had um, a stable home for more than 15 months, like my entire adult life. And even when I had a place that I rented for that long, I was there less than half the time. So that also feels very Sagittarius <laughs> to me of just like always on the move, which is like kind of the way that planting is set up where you can like go work for three or four months of the year. And then, you know, we know that so many planters travel in the off season right so they'll like go Mm -hmm. to all these other countries or do their road trips or like whatever and even after the planting season is done a lot of people embark on that you know whether they're Sagittarius or not it's just kind of like what you do after planting is then you go like road trip or you go you know to festivals or like whatever um those all feel like very like Sagittarius expressions like you had said the work hard play hard is Sagittarius likes to see their things pay off or the amount of work that they feel that they've put in yeah i remember when jupiter was in sagittarius a couple years back i was definitely traveling then you said that you'd only settle down for 15 months out of your adult life and i'm sitting here thinking damn that's a long time (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I need to um i'm trying to remember when it was i'm gonna look now if i could pull yeah if i could pull my got it look off the shelf and call it but i'm I'm looking now 20 18 oh my god it was yeah it was 2018 like 2019 New Zealand yeah Yeah. well in that year um because I'm just looking it's like halfway through Sagittarius on the winter of 2019 and 2019 that year I yeah because I was doing geology work in the Arctic and I was commuting from like the eastern Arctic to Vancouver Island like every couple weeks and I like I racked up like two tiers of like Air Canada status in like four months uh. <laughs> because I was on a plane so much. Like the yeah. amount of miles that I accumulated, like was just insane. And so that definitely speaks to with Jupiter being that energy of like expanding wherever it is. Also ruling Sagittarius, like it's the it's the yeah it's the the planetary yeah. ruler. So it's like very comfortable there, very magnified there. So yeah, you know, for anyone listening, like you can think back to like 2018, 2019. Also, this is probably influenced where you have Sagittarius in your chart, but like mm-hmm. potentially you were exploring um, wherever, you know, this was landing for Asking you. Asking lots of why externally yeah. and internally. Yeah. So that's really interesting that that lines up and just another reason why like astrology is so cool because yeah, we go back and look at these things and that's like that's the year I've traveled the most since I was like 18, 19, I would say percent. Yeah, huge Sagittarius yeah. influence there. So definitely, mm-hmm. definitely speaks to it. So with that being said, coming in at number three, we're in our top three here, our top three astrological planter archetypes. Um, it was a very, very close, only one point difference between Sagittarius and Leo. Okay, so yeah, Leo, which of course is like the middle of the fire signs. Um, And yeah, as we 
speak about it, you know, it's really that, that self piece um, can be egoic, but also to me, I really see it kind of on that spectrum with Aquarius that, um, you know, where Aquarius is more that sovereignty, Leo's more of that like authenticity piece. Like, I feel like a lot of Leos can often be misrepresented as this like egoic, super confident um, archetype. Whereas I also see Leos as like just having like really big hearts and, you know, just being someone that really like lives from that, that space of heart and, and, and really wanting and craving that like authenticity. Um, so I, yeah, I'm curious, like, you know, with you being a Leo, like what you think about that and, and what you think about Leo being like in the top three um, of the planter archetype. Yeah, the... And I'll let y'all in on a Leo secret is that like, yeah, we come off those and get like uh, dubbed as the egoic big center stage humans. But really, we are hot fucking messes behind closed doors. And no, I don't know if I know another Leo that would say that, but this is something that I'm way coming to terms with as of recently is that like, yeah, that like picture perfect Leo performance it takes a lot of refining amidst the chaotic like fire sign emotions that come into play with uh, dang or anything from yeah being in the block to being at camp to the uh, camp end of your party and this that or the other thing but really like uh, Leos are equally as chaotically emotional as say I would say a Scorpio but maybe that's just my uh, Leo Scorpio but definitely and Leos at that are Leos are my least likely to guess is you're hard-pressed to get two Leos in the same room so whenever I do it is never my first guess with anybody but I'm never surprised when Mm. I get like a sly grin across their face and they're like hey I'm a Leo because that's it's the same thing that I do (laughs) well and you know Leo of course is that that fixed energy as well that we've been talking about so that 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 stubborn piece to that piece of like not wanting to quit when I think about like planting right like it it can be stubborn yeah it can be that stubborn piece of like wanting to really succeed with with the self like with whatever their mission is right um so their their mission is like finishing the day finishing the season um they're gonna be pretty stubborn about it they're very stubbornly willed creatures um like arguably yeah as it's not so much the oh the stubbornness of say the water signs or the earth signs but that like for me personally my stubbornness comes from either my chronic people pleasing and coming through saying that I'm going to do the things that I'm going to do whether it's a ridiculous bet that I've made on the way to the block about what I'm going to plant that day or just in that authenticity piece if a Leo says that they're going to show up, they're going to show the fuck up a hundred times over in the ways in which they have said that they will. And that's, I think where, yeah, that stubborn, yeah, that stubborn piece comes into play for sure. And that like Leos are just looking for just not even truth seeking Sagittarius wise though, with this one point difference now, like Leos genuinely are just looking for the authentic, authentic experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know I really see Leo too as as being a lot of the um 
a lot of the ballers that we see, or I would even say like planters that kind of come in and then burn out in like a couple seasons or five seasons or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I feel like Leo too, it's not quite as matured or as say as wise as the Sagittarius. So Leo also feels to me like, and maybe a bit of the Aries too, but I think especially with the Leo, because they just really think want to succeed for their own sense of self is like, that planter who goes way past their limits um, and uh-huh. maybe, maybe not in a responsible way. Like um, those are the kind of planters I see that would do that and then get injured or just like are doing that. And then you're like, you know, how are you even like still able to be doing what you're doing? Like, um, yeah. Or, or yeah, them not being able to then continue on, you know, indefinitely or whatever. Cause it's not, it's not as a, sustainable of an energy when you're like pushing past your limits like that day no, in day out. not at all I've definitely my fair share of like nerve pains and tweaks that I did not have planting before and oh god you just said pushing past your limits and there was one day in New Zealand uh with the contract that we had and the way that it was all very different to Canada is we were paid as a crew working as a crew we had worked it out to be Oh, I won't even say what it was since Patree because it hurts. But um, the difference being that, yeah, as I remember there being one day, if you didn't, if you had to take a day uh, planting in New Zealand, you still got paid because our mindset being that we're a fucking team and we got to sort this out. There was one person that missed one day because they had a doctor's appointment kind of thing. Everybody was really, really good for showing the fuck up for everybody else. That said, I remember the one stubborn ass Leo day and I wasn't, God, at the time I probably should have been hungover, but it wasn't even a hangover. I think that I ended up with like food poisoning or something from the night before and damn it, I was going. I didn't give a rat's ass that I would have gotten paid otherwise because as a Leo, I'm here to show up for my team. And if that means that, and I did it, if that means that I'm going to the block to do my damnedest to put the trees in the ground for the team and I'm digging holes to puke in as I plant my trees, then so be it. At Mm -hmm. least I'm showing the fuck up for my people. That feels so Um, Leo. And that's, that's a great segue (laughs) into like what I was thinking about too, with like the Leo Aquarius spectrum, because I feel like Leo is also that, like, I feel like they're the life of the party as well. And I would say also this about our number two, which we'll get into later, but like, yeah, that they're the life of the party, but they're also like, I think the sign that like rallies, you know? So when we look at the other end of it, Aquarius being that real team player, um, kind of that more collective energy. Like I see that in Leo too, where Leo's kind of the one that's like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, like you mentioned, like pushing your body way past, like perhaps reasonable limits, but it's like, you're showing up for the team. Like you're doing it for the team. And they're the ones that are like, okay, guys, let's just like pound the rest of these trees in and then we can party or whatever. Like, and then that, we that can feels party. Leo. Yeah. That feels oh, Leo too. Cause that, that like firing, that igniting that like sort of inner Leo and in everyone of like, okay, like let's just do this, you know? Yeah. Um, Leos don't like to see other people uncomfortable or hurting Mm -hmm. or whatever it is so whatever we can do to boost that morale like a hundred percent of the time I'll freaking do it and I think it's funny that you bring in the party aspect of it as well because damn I love a good party Mm -hmm. I 
am a fire performer. I picked up fire spinning when I was in New Zealand and that's one of my dues generally anywhere I go when I'm traveling. But uh, if I can't bring my dog and I can't fire spin, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I definitely had an opportunity to uh, perform for the camp that I was at one of the nights that we were out there. And God, I love fire spinning this is so funny that you're bringing all these like forefront leo things to my face that i don't think twice about but for sure yeah well and you think about like yeah the box fires that you have you know like these like like wild party nights like yeah like so many planters like you know like this is like the can be some of the culture i'm not saying it's all of the culture but like you know when it's that work hard play hard idea as well like that you know that feels very leo and it, it makes sense why you know, there are so many Leos in planting because of all of these like concepts that we've talked about. So, mm-hmm. so it feels appropriate that, that Leo's in the, the number three spot there. So mm-hmm. for the top two, you know, they're quite a bit like all the other signs were like fairly close, like edging up through the 12th spot up to where we are now. And then there was like a big jump from spot number three to like the top two by like almost 20 points. Um, or or 20 votes. So like, yeah, the top two are like really strong as the top two, which I find, um, yeah, I find it really interesting. (laughs) So, cause like Leo had 75 votes and now our number two spot is Gemini at 92. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Gemini. Cause when I, when I was saying some of that stuff about Leo, the life of the party, I feel that in Gemini too, because Gemini, when we think about once again, like astrology as being like a lifetime of someone, right. With like Aries being the newborn piece. So then Taurus is like the, um, like toddler and then Gemini is kind of like the young child. So it's very playful. Um, and it likes to have fun and likes to converse and just like, you know, have a good time that really like playful energy, right. That like almost like end of summer or end of spring contract energy, right. When everyone's like, you know, in really good shape and they're like celebrating and they've like made a bunch of money. And then like, they get a bit of a break before summer trees, like, you know, all of that feels like Gemini to me. So yeah, I'm curious as to your thoughts too about, cause Gemini is an air sign. So it's got that like thinking piece to it. And, you know, of course, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So it, it loves to converse. It's the plan of communication, very much the sign of communication. And, and when I talked about Sagittarius being more you know, larger scale and metaphorical Gemini is kind of more of that local and like factual um, energy to that, like truth seeking piece. Cause Gemini will ask a lot of questions too. Um, oh God. But more to have a dialogue <laughs> about things. Right. And they like to bring facts to the table, whereas Sagittarius likes to bring feeling. So yeah. I feel like like what- Gemini's bring like five different tabs open that pull <laughs> into all of the different things that they need to win their argument holy shit it's a good thing that we're recording this now and a year ago I was prepared to cancel Gemini as the second uh, <laughs> <laughs> the second one up there I've got a really good buddy that would have been present my first piecework season ever and I've always joke and I'm still waiting for the day that this perspective will change I welcome somebody to change my mind but my one Gemini friend is solely my one Gemini friend because his two faces are enough and that's that but yeah well and it's interesting that you say that two-faced piece because Gemini is of course the symbol of the twins right so there almost is this idea of like two different personalities 
uh-huh. in, in one person. And so, you know, perhaps planting in itself can appeal to that dual nature of like the Gemini archetype where you, you kind right? of have, you kind of have both ends of the spectrum in planting. You have the chance to be like completely solitary in your own head with your own emotions, um, you know, for better, for worse. And then you have the other side of it where you're like living and working with these people like 24 seven. And, you know, you have the ability to have these like connections and relationships and community and as well in your social life as well. Yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. Cause you had pulled into play as well. Like Taurus being the first deacon earth sign, Gemini being first deacon air sign, And then, yeah, we spoke to Aries and Cancer being the first deacons in their elements as well. Um, I really, really, uh, I find a lot of parallels between Gemini and Libra just solely with the duality pieces that they both bring to the table. But even that said, I feel as though Libra is certainly the more refined and balanced Mm -hmm. idea of that duality piece. Gemini's, I feel, will swing heavy one way or the other and frequently at that, like not inconsistent but less balanced certainly than a libra in that second deacon air sign yeah and i wonder if like that um that more that younger nature to gemini and like that wilder nature in a way too of like almost like yeah like libra has more of that balance and gemini is maybe more of like the teeter-tottering Um, Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's like more of an appeal for Gemini in planting because it is kind of more wild that way and you can shift from one minute to the next um, with that kind of energy like and Gemini once again is a mutable sign so it's that changeable energy so it it likes change and so like I think about one minute you could be in your piece and it's like sunny and then 10 minutes later it's like hailing on you um and Gemini might just like be totally like thriving in that like wild environment. I don't know. But... I have it written in my book right here. It's just they thrive in consistently changing environments. They are mm. very versatile and dynamic and their ability to almost as quickly as you snap your fingers is like to jump trains of thought or to bring in every different little reference that they remember reading once upon a time into the conversation. And you almost like it's wild. <laughs> as Leo it's funny that you had brought up also this like not the performance aspect but like definitely that like bright shiny the way you show up is like I feel not like uh for lack of a better term like an animosity but like definitely like that comparative like Leo ego piece comes into play with the Gemini's as well because Gemini's are like the Leo's of the air sign they're like yeah like they're young they're shiny they're new they have Mm -hmm. lots of like really fast paced moving ideas they like to talk about them they like to debate them back and forth like it's very intellectually stimulating for to get at least like speaking from fire sign is like very intellectually stimulating humans to throw into a camp dynamic into that vehicle dynamic on the way to work like and they will 100% catch you off guard if you're not prepared for it with like from the silly like jokes that come out of nowhere or you know the random song that comes on shuffle that you know Gemini's are the ones that thrive in the consistently changing environment and that I think that they have a lot of fun thriving amidst the chaos Mm -hmm. of the consistently changing environment and maybe I'll go even 
further step to say shadow side of Gemini, like fun watching other people flail amidst the chaos of the ever-changing environments, knowing that everything is temporary and that everything is just always in chaotic change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and Gemini can really like dish it out that way too. You know, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll really say it like it is, which can can sometimes come across for people as like harsh or hurtful or whatever. But at the same time, like that is also like the elements of planting, like it can be really harsh uh-huh. um, and it can be really brutal. And so, you know, cause I don't have a lot of Gemini myself. So, no, neither do I. And, and I do feel like Gemini in general is like kind of a misunderstood sign, but all these pieces that you, you speak of and, and that I've mentioned, like, I do feel like, you know, this does probably make for like a really resilient planter. And so that's probably why we see Gemini in the number two spot here um, is, is because of all those pieces. Mm-hmm. You had said a piece you had said, I went back to thinking of, the Gemini Sagittarius dynamic and how, yeah, they're both very like, I think I see and the intellectually stimulating conversation that goes behind the Gemini's and their ability just to like pull on 87 different things all within five seconds from, I'm pulling from their life experiences in combination with like, in conversation combination with the Sagittarius like philosophical ability to like see the overarching picture and then also to pull on these like a teacher like these experiences that have taught them throughout to pull on and Sagittarius not always having that like hard tangible uh like the hard tangible this is how I know where this came from more so like feeling like yes this is like I feel and I have experienced this is where it comes from versus the Gemini's ability to be like, yes. So on this date, exactly to this time, the planets were here and this is what was happening. I know this for a fact is really, really interesting dynamic when you get them both fired up about something mm, and conversation. Yeah. Well, Gemini love a good debate. So yeah. <laughs> and you can definitely get that in a planting camp when you bring so many people together with like different views and backgrounds and walks of life and whatever Uh I almost feel as though Gemini is really I'm gonna avoid using the word thrive because I'm hoping it's not thrive but uh really have a lot of like intellectual fun with poking the conversation bear and getting people debating and and sometimes like I have witnessed that they'll even you know poke the bear not necessarily like in alignment with the things that they genuinely think but just genuinely for the sake of Of conversation the conversation yeah yeah Yeah, totally um yeah okay so coming up to our number one spot which um is actually what I had predicted and this is how that conversation with my friend Carrie had started was she had pointed out to me how many planters she knew that were Taurus sun so like how many people she knew that basically had birthdays in like late April and early May Um, which coincidentally is when the planting season, the main planting season usually starts. Um, So yeah, Taurus came in like five votes ahead of Gemini. So pretty strongly like in the lead here as like the leading sort of zodiacal archetype for tree planters. So right away to me, like I'm a Taurus rising. So like, even though, even though I'm a Pisces sun, yeah, like I'm totally not surprised the way I'm drawn to planting and yeah. And, you know, being a planter for so long, because I obviously also embody a lot of this Taurus energy really strongly. So 
I mean, Taurus, it rules, it rules money, right? Like it rules our personal and financial security and feeling of safety. So, you know, it's a really um, sign that's all about, which is interesting though, because it is a sign that's all about like comfort and it can be about luxury, which is certainly things that planting do not provide. However, it does provide that financial comfort and luxury, um, you know, once the actual tree planting is all said and done. Um, but it is an earth sign, um, and it is ruled by Venus. So I do feel like it's got this real, like feminine embodiment piece to it of like, I love Venus Taurus placement humans. They are the one placement overall that need not apply in my life. Holy shit. What a beautiful placement. And like every year coming around to Venus and Taurus time, it's such a beautiful time of year as well with yeah like, I mean it's springtime like everything's everything blooming bloom. it's beautiful totally. yeah yeah uh-huh. it's just such a oh I got nothing it's a beautiful time and yeah you had spoke to yeah uh Taurus being that like almost material security I usually stay away mm-hmm. uh in my tarot and astrology readings with like equating the earth signs and the pentacles with like money but essentially, yeah, you can't really steer away from that as much as one would hope. But uh, yeah, that uh, the material security that planting can bring if you work your ass off, work smart, not hard. And I feel as though uh, maybe Taurus, so many Taurus planters existing, being that first deacon earth sign, it's because they're the young earth sign that are keen Mm -hmm. to find that material security Mm -hmm. but not quite into the over analytical Virgo piece where they've now spent x amount of days on their block thinking about how much it could be better or how they could be doing it better or how they could be making more money Mm -hmm. but or the Capricorns who are absolutely work smart not hard yeah they're dialed yeah yeah like dialed into like this doesn't feel good so I don't want to do it but the young earth sign keen on a being in the earth b that material like seeking that material security that financially planting can bring but also i would argue that like the material abundance uh, like money aside the material abundance that planting can bring you i've i for one like i've never felt more rich than Mm -hmm. when i was planting and i should not i didn't make yeah like as money wise like i personally make more money picking like this is my dues as not an earth sign and definitely not a Canadian planter but even that being said like the everything is so rich in the tree planting life as it is from your ability to like who else has the ability to work three days on one day off and like actually at that like spend time on your one day off around doing whatever with yeah. people yeah doing yeah. whatever it is very it is. like gluttonous in a way right because uh-huh. you you like exhaust so... yourself physically and then you can eat whatever you want you can buy whatever you want you can do whatever you want whether that's just like on your days off or in the off season so like it's you know so rewarding and taking winters so... off as a planter actually feels very Taurus because now I get to spend <laughs> like four months working on myself, doing whatever hobbies and passions I want to do. Um, and I've got a lot of like financial security to do so. I can like live in a nice place. I can live in a nice area. Like 
these these are definitely like hugely tourist themes um and as peace workers like we're just so damn blessed like i don't know it took me two seasons to figure it out but yeah like so damn blessed with all of that material abundance that comes with it that's not money and our ability to get paid sure and that's not money but yeah that ability to get paid what we work versus actually getting paid hourly Mm -hmm. to being able to take the winters off our ei ski team or to eat whatever the hell we want because it doesn't matter because even in the amount of times that we're not in the block we could never stuff enough calories into us in order Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. actually like oh yeah you're right is the Taurus piece and it it does speak to this piece of beauty like when we talk about Venus ruling Taurus and that like Venusian like feminine Mm -hmm. beauty um Mm -hmm. is that you know and, and we're not talking about like like stereotypes of beauty here, but literally like, I know I feel this way. And I've talked to a lot of other planters that feel this way too, that like halfway through the season or at the end of the season, like you just, you feel so good. Like you feel beautiful. And, and it's like kind of at the heart of, of like human beauty. Right. Cause it can be really raw. Cause it's like you covered in dirt on the block or whatever. Um, or even if you're just like on a day off, so you feel nice and clean and shower, but you just feel fit and strong Rich. and like, yeah. And just really like beautiful in like the essence that you are, like whatever that looks like doesn't matter. But I know that for me, like I always feel my best, like during the planting season, because I mean, you also get, you know, the endorphins of being that active, but I feel like right? also, all the neurochemicals of smelling dirt all day. Yeah. Like it just, it brings out, I think it brings out the Venus in everybody where they all feel like they're you know, kind of on top of their game, um, yeah. you know, cer- certainly like in the, in the core basics of like physically and financially, right. Like you're, yeah. By the end of a planting season, like you're on top of the world with that kind of stuff. So that, that feels super Taurus and would make sense that the Taurus energy, you know, that would really like appeal to it. And, and when we talk about like Taurus being that second sign of the Zodiac, so it's kind of like the toddler, when you think of like what a toddler does, like they always have something in their mouth <laughs> and like, they're always like trying to eat things <laughs> and touch things and like taste them. And they're like rolling around in the dirt and they're all dirty all the time. And there's like germs and, you know, which, are, which are good things, right? It's good things like build your immune system. And so that feels, you know, Taurus likes that stuff. And so being in the earth and being like filthy like that um, and getting all dirty and, yeah, like that, that to me also feels like really aligned, right? With the way that planting does that. And that's kind of like a Taurus archetype as well as like, they don't, as much as they have this like luxurious piece to them and wanting to like, you know, self-care and have a bath and like, just be in like, even aesthetically a nice space, a nice home or whatever. They also like, don't mind getting dirty because they have that connection to the earth. And so, um, yeah, like they can they can have both both ends basically of that spectrum, I feel like. I love how you pulled in the Taurus and the toddler imagery because I've seen uh I'll have to get it to you somehow, but there's the comprehensive guides of all the astrology signs and it's done in a Venn diagram where basically they're comparing is it Leo or Beyonce? Is it an Aquarius or a cat? And it's like the one that I will forever run with is is it Aries or a toddler and it's like on the one side talk speaks to you know can hold down a job doesn't know how to tie their shoes and then in the middle of it it's like 
will sometimes wipe their butt on their own screens and so <laughs> all of these like yeah very like first deacon first deacon elemental signs as I feel like like I had said, the earth signs, uh, Virgo and Capricorn, like definitely more refined and more mature into their earthly works as far mm-hmm. as seeking mm-hmm. out that material prosperity. Yeah, Taurus is still like exploring all but, of that at the ground level. But Taurus basically. is exploring that. Yeah. They're learning it all. They're getting their shovel in the dirt for the first time but they're yeah. also stubborn as all fuck well that that was another piece I was going to bring in so fucking yeah. stubborn like and that's why it really I'm so glad that the survey actually reflected what I thought would be like the most common zodiac sign for a planter is Taurus because yeah so stubborn like to the death right like this is a yeah. fixed sign as well so it's that that energy that doesn't like change so it's like yeah they're gonna hang on for dear life Um, so they, they are like, no matter what, like they are going to like hit that goal they want to hit. Um, you know, they're going to finish that piece they want to finish. They're going to like stick it out through the season, even if they're miserable. Like that is, that's totally like Taurus energy. Big time. I'm having the dues of the human that tagged me in all of this to begin with that I even found you and, they were one of the most incredible first season planters that I've ever seen do the thing and just day in and day out and day in and day out. I'm going to plant this many trees and then plants this many trees. And I remember mm-hmm. their first day hitting a thousand and my big old Leo performance sign was like, whoa, <laughs> how did you rehearse that? Yeah. But no, it wasn't that. It was how stubborn this individual truly was just like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I said that I'm going to do it. So I guess that's like one thing that Leo's and Tauruses have a lot in common is that like, yeah, I said I was going to do a thing and if it kills me, so be it, but I'm going to do it because I said I was going to do it. Yeah, no, that's definitely very yeah. Taurus. Like, and I know any of the days where I've PB'd or just like hit a big number, I've very often stated like that I was going to hit that number. Like I'd tell my foreman that day, like this is what I'm going to do. So like, just be ready or whatever, or be aware. It's a practical way to set goals. I mean, holding yourself accountable, tell your foreman. And then that way, if you don't come through, I mean, you're not coming through for you, but definitely that stubborn piece is hard to let go of and it's it's kind of a way for Taurus too I feel like because it's almost like Taurus is is younger than like the Gemini or Leo right so it's like when we talk about Leo pushing past their limits it's because Leo knows their limits and they go past them anyways where I feel like with Taurus have been to hell and back already yeah and it's like with Taurus they're learning their limits and that, that I can speak to with my experience in planting of it it like taught me where my body's limits are. And sometimes I push past them, but I do it like very calculated and, you know, I don't like abuse it, I would say, but I, but I think planting has helped me discover my limits. So I could see how for Taurus, that could be, you know, a really great way to explore that essentially. And I also want to say, because this is really interesting, and I only noticed this like halfway through kind of our Taurus combo, is that (laughs) the opposite sign to Taurus is Scorpio, and it's at the bottom, which is like so interesting to me. Um, Yeah, like the the opposite end of of our pole here is like the Taurus, like Scorpio spectrum. Um, So I'm curious what you think about that. 
yeah that's the other side with having Taurus and Scorpio top and bottom both on the chart and in your polls is oh I don't even know where to begin I mean we we even discussed how freaking stubborn Scorpios are too Mm -hmm. and and that's funny seeing almost the outward and the inward of the first half of the zodiac and the last half of the zodiac and this like I have written down a bunch of mantras with all of them but uh Taurus being the guy I have in that material practicality and that material security but uh Scorpio is also being the I desire like the I want and it's Mm. like how stubborn are you to get the things that you want yeah yeah no I just yeah I think it's so crazy that that um they're like at opposite ends of this of this survey so um yeah Mm -hmm. that's like really really interesting to me um yeah but I mean this is this is it oh sorry go ahead just pulled up I'm it's okay I just pulled up I misspoke my friend that I thought was a Taurus planter is actually a Capricorn planter Mm, which now that I'm giggling about how many days that I saw this human go I'm gonna PB with this and then continue to go I'm gonna PB with this work smart not hard and now bringing in to play first deacon earth signs and how stubborn they are pulling into the more refined second deacon earth signs that have a bit more organization and analytical thinking to how they want to plant their block to the third deacon capricorns that are the work smart not hard i was stubborn enough to plant uh, i was stubborn enough to not listen to my foreman when they said that I should plant my block this way to the Virgo. I figured out how to plant my block because I probably had to replant it once or twice. And then also Mm -hmm. figured out how to work smart, not hard into this Capricorn third earth sign. I I can believe that Capricorn is still at the bottom and that mostly because Capricorns are jaded as all hell. It's like, it's definitely the toddler Taurus brain that I think is... I don't know. I feel like they're still energetically young enough to continue to and stubborn enough to continue to choose to show up year in and year out for planting because like you'd said, like it's actually so rich, like the amount of places that I never would have gone otherwise mm-hmm. or like New Zealand or Canada, the amount of things that I've learned about the land that I'm planting from the plants and the mushrooms that are forageable to the ones that'll kill you to like it's all very very Taurus it's all very rich and earth (laughs) yeah and you know like just to to wrap it up with that like Taurus being the number one planter archetype and Scorpio being the the least likely you know um saying in the number 12 spot like it makes me think too of like that younger experience in Taurus and then maybe on the other end of the spectrum, when there's more growth and wisdom that has come in to play, which of course is Scorpio, which is like later in like the archetypal zodiac lifespan, um, that then that becomes something that, yeah, they don't desire as much or those like desires and, and wants are changing. Like, as you talked about with, with, um, Taurus versus Scorpio. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. It all played out that way. So well, yeah, I mean, Shanice, thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with me for the last few hours and like debating all of this, uh, 
astrology. Yeah, of course. yeah of course. I might end up like Thank putting you. this into a two-parter or something just so yeah give it, it. it's not like overwhelming for everyone I mean I could listen to astrology for like three hours straight but I probably listened to astrology for five hours last night just getting yeah, my cool. brain back into the yeah, swing yeah. things and totally I could listen to it for forever but uh I definitely remember showing up as after traveling in that whole Jupiter Sagittarius 2018 period of time, like I made no bones about identifying as a witch and I like to show up magically for all of the humans, but definitely at camp, I remember in the van is three on one off. I generally spend my days off either reading tarot for humans or, or playing with the flow props, but definitely became a bit of the uh, tarot reader for camp. I remember pulling cards and talking planets on the days off with a lot of different people and uh, I think that it's really funny that this has now come full circle to you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's just something that's like in our consciousness so much more too. So of uh-huh. course, anything you know, to open that dialogue. Yeah, sure. of course, I want to like apply this to, uh, to planting. So, so just to finish up, because I always like to ask um, this this question to sort of like culminate the interviews mm-hmm. um, what would be your advice to someone who is and you know I also want to say like regardless of their sun sign and everything we've talked about because all of all of the archetypes of the zodiac you know there's planters in every single sign as this poll shows and they all contribute something unique to uh, the planting industry, the planting culture, and just like as a planter in general. So I just want to like state that right off the bat for someone who's listening, that's maybe a Scorpio, like you also have an important <laughs> role, like in planting as a Scorpio. So, um, mm-hmm. or as a Libra or Aquarius, or, so you know, like whatever you are basically. And just because you're a Taurus sun doesn't mean you're destined to be like some amazing planter or whatever. So, um, with that being said, what advice would you give to someone who is considering going tree planting this season or has already decided and, and will be going for their first time this year? Mm-hmm. As fire sign, I think as fire sign and also as sign of the times, I, yeah, one piece of advice that even if I could have just given it to myself right off the get go would be just way pace yourself. Like, way way pace yourself everybody it's funny watching the ebb and flow of any piecework season and you know right off the bat everyone gets excited everybody goes hard and then a couple weeks in people you know injuries will start to happen people get really tired people will start to burn out and really it all kind of I'm going to pull back into that consistent mid-balling and the you know like the earthly ideas of work smart not hard and like there's a reason that Taurus came in at number one and there's a reason that you know there is a reason that all of the signs are in the places that they are but even looking at Taurus at the top with Capricorn in number 11 like really the piece that I wish to part with is like yeah definitely pace yourself listen to your bodies be as body aware as you can and really if you do the self-care do the Taurus and Venus Taurus self-care and take care of your body your body will take care of you Mm -hmm. is be mindful of the burnout and uh, you can go hard and long but definitely speaking from fire sign with that Scorpio rising that's sitting there at the bottom is genuinely I am notorious for burnout I'm notorious for that push yourself past your breaking point and like it's cool don't get me wrong it's cool to 
have your PB of the camp or to have that like spotlight moment. But really at the end of the day, how many more times could you have that if you refuse to listen to your body or if you allow mm-hmm. yourself to burn out before the season's even halfway over? Totally. Yeah, no, definitely well put. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Shanice, thanks so much again for, um, yeah, sticking with it uh, nine yeah, months later and, and getting this done. And um, yeah, I wish you the best, like healing up with your foot. Sounds like you got some sixth house transits going down. Oh, big time. <laughs> and considering, <laughs> um, yeah, where is your, I just got to think about this for like two hot minutes. You would have, oh yeah, where you've got Capricorn. Yeah. And like two hot minutes, six. I got my yeah. chart right in front of me too. It well, is, you'd be you'd so be Aries sixth house, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and my yeah. Saturn is an Aries as well. So give me all of the uh, karmic revelations that I need now, please. Like, please. <laughs> Saturn definitely sat me on my ass, breaking my foot, and told me to uh, make some better choices. For sure. I was well, it'll be interesting how that so. how that you know, works for you later this year. Cause we got a lot of Aries energy moving in. So. Right. I'm pretty excited for it. That Jupiter is supposed to move. No, yeah. is it Jupiter? Yeah. Yeah. In April. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Lots of, lots of fire. Yeah. Lots of new starts and all of it. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. I can't believe nine months later I could have had a kid. I'm glad that this is the baby project <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I just signed it on. Uh, I'm so glad my girl's got her four legs and that they're not two every day. And well, yeah, this is going to be released like your your fifth house Pisces. So, um, and we're gonna re- like I'm gonna release this in Pisces season for sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Awesome. There you go. You're birthing a creative project, fifth house. So mm-hmm. perfect. Got, uh, yeah. Uh huh. I was just gonna say, sorry. I uh, yeah, baby projects aside, I'm uh, got. I'm working right now on just amalgamating all of my hustles between the arts and the tarots and the astrologies. I've got some plant medicines that I hustle and. Uh, yeah, well, we'll um, we'll link all that spinning. too. We'll link all that yeah. in the show notes for folks if they're Hot. interested. I'm gonna link my work. I'll link your work. So then, if folks are interested, to check out either of it um we'll have all that info for people that's so sweet thank you so much again no problem